Welcome to the Yard 3 Podcast for this Sukkot, Tavshin Peidala, this week's podcast, Sukkot. Rabbi Akiva wants us to replicate his beautiful home as dedicated in memory of Deborah Wellman, Dvora Bas, Pesel Ephraim Kestenberg, whose yard site is on the 15th of Tishrei Sukkos by the Wellman children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. In my mind, I'll always see Mrs. Wellman's smile, which was bigger than the Atlantic Ocean. Partly because she had an amazingly positive attitude, one that I've never seen um, elsewhere, and partly because she had the most wonderful children who extended the most amazing Kibbutz aim. Children who, each and every one of them, has became great friends during our time in Toronto. Thank you to them for what they've done for her, and for what they've done for me and my family over the years. Sponsorship for this podcast or for our Friday morning Zoom share is 180 US or 200 Canadian with both US and Canadian receipts available. Our Yemim Tovim, Pesach and Shavuos, they're vastly different from one another. They have different mitzvos and different parameters and different points of focus. They're different, but as different as they are, those two Yemim Tovim share one significant common denominator. And that is, both of them, both Pesach and Shavuos, are expressions of Kedushas Azman, sanctifications of time. Something special happened at a specific point in time, and we celebrate that point in time. We left Pesach, we left Egypt in the spring, Pesach time, and so we celebrate in the spring, Pesach time. We received the Torah in the late spring, Shavuos time, and so we celebrate the receipt of the Torah Kabbalah Torah on Shavuos. Sukkot, though, isn't really about any specific point of time. Sukkot is about commemorating perhaps the clouds of glory that HaKadosh Baruch Hu protected us with when we traveled through the desert, perhaps the huts that we built for ourselves that we lived in as we traveled through the desert. Great, great debate. But whatever Sukkot is, it really lasted all 40 years, all year long. And so it's really hard to allocate a specific point in time and to say that this is really a sanctification of time. And even if you want to say that we're choosing one point in time, it shouldn't be the fall, it should be the spring. The spring is when we left Egypt, that's when the huts were built, that's when the clouds were delivered to us. So if we're going to choose any point in time to sanctify, to commemorate Sukkot, it should be the spring. Why the fall? That's the Torah's famous question. Really? It doesn't really belong in any point of time per se, but if there is a point of time, that point of time should be the spring when all of this started. And yet, we celebrate Sukkot in the fall. And so Sukkot is different. It's not really about a sanctified time, because it lasted all year, and the time we choose is really not the ideal time to commemorate that uh, arrival, the arrival of the Sukkot. What is Sukkot then? Sukkot isn't really about a sanctification of time. It's about something very different. It's about the sanctification of place, which it really was. Pesach didn't sanctify a place, we left Egypt. Shavuos didn't sanctify a place, it was given to us at Sinai, but it's a Torah is applicable everywhere. It's not restricted to Sinai, but Sukkot is, was a sanctification of space. Not a sanctification of time, a sanctification of space. We had our little huts. Those were holy places. We lived in them and we built them so that we could follow Hashem through the desert. That is something special. We sanctify that little block of space. Or 
The clouds protected us. That was an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu protecting our little block of space. It's a sanctification of space, not a sanctification of time. And so there are Yamim Tovim that sanctify time, most Yamim Tovim. Sukkot really sanctifies space. It's Kedushas Hamakom, not so much Kedushas Hazman. That's Sukkot. And if that's what it's about, then is it really just about the Sukkah, the huts that we lived in when we traveled through the desert, the clouds that protected us when we traveled through the desert? Is that really all it's about? We don't have that now. We don't have those huts. We don't have those clouds. What really is this Kedushas HaMakom now? How does it express itself now? It might very well be that the Kedushas HaMakom expresses itself Sure, in the little huts that we build that commemorate what happened then, but really in the huts or the homes that we have all year. Sukkot is a reminder that we can make places and spaces holy. We can take a little block and build a hut, and it becomes holy for seven, eight days. We can do that, and we're supposed to do that. That reminds us of what happened so many years ago when we traveled through the desert. But Sukkot also reminds us that we can take all types of places and all types of spaces and make them holy. And one of them, the most prime of them, would be our homes. We can allocate our home and make it special and holy and significant and wonderful. Channel effort towards Shalom bias, channel effort towards excellent relationships with our children, channel effort towards making the home warm and welcoming and loving and special, making it a Makam Kadosh. And that really explains something really interesting. Let's go back to the Gemara that I shared with you before. The Gemara in Sukkah that tells us there are two opinions about what Sukkah commemorates. One opinion is, is that it commemorates the clouds that protected us when we left Egypt and that when we traveled through the desert. And that is certainly worthy of commemoration. That was miraculous. And so it pays to make Sukkot to commemorate those clouds. And if that's the case, Sukkot is very much like a Radha Yom Tovim. Pesach commemorates miracles. There were miracles when we left Egypt. We commemorate those miracles. Shavuos commemorates miracles. There were miracles when we received the Torah. We commemorate that. Sukkot can commemorate the miraculous clouds, the miraculous protection that Hashem extended to us as we traveled through the desert. But Sukkot, at least according to Rabbi Akiva, also, or perhaps more so, this is his focus, commemorates something different. Not the clouds that HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to protect us when we travel through the desert. No. Also and more so the little huts. When we left Egypt and we traveled through the desert, we needed homes. And so we built little huts for ourselves and for our families, and we lived in those huts. And Sukkot commemorates those little huts. And at first you wonder, it's not really so special. That's the Yorah HaShulchan's question. Pesach, leaving Egypt, that's special. Shavuos receiving the Torah, that's special. Sukkot, if you say Sukkot is about commemorating the clouds that protected us, that's special. But those little huts that we lived in, they weren't really special. They were just plain huts that we built ourselves with our own hands. Nothing miraculous, nothing significant, nothing revolutionary. Why in the world is that worthy of a yantif? But let's go back to what Rabbi Akiva tells us. Rabbi Kiva tells us that Sukkot is Kedushas Hamakom. It's a sanctification of a place. And what is that place? So, yes, of course, it's the little huts that we lived in. Yes, of course, it's the space that we occupied in the desert. But we don't live with that now. What would that place now be? That place would be the home. We can make a home holy. 
a kind word, a good word, a home of warmth, a home of good relationships, a home of caring and love, a home that's really what a home should be. That's a holy place. And Sir Bikiva tells us, yes, they were huts that we lived in, but they were holy. They're worthy of sanctification, they're worthy of commemoration. And in my mind, it's so significant that it's Rabbi Akiva who says this. Rabbi Akiva is the paradigm of someone who had an exceptionally loving home. We know the famous story about Rabbi Akiva's rise to greatness. A shepherd, a literate, a man who was really at the fringes of society. A wonderful woman, Rachel, saw something in him that other people just didn't see. And she stood by him, and she supported him. And she traveled with him through despair and through poverty and through lack and through want. Traveled through everything, but she was there through by his side. And they would go to sleep at night in a hayloft. And he would wake up in the morning and he would take the hair, the, the straw out of her hair. And yes, this is what he did for her. And the relationship that developed because of that, because of the mysterious nefesh that she had for him, because of the greatness that he developed because of her, that's a paradigm for what a loving home should be. And so throughout Chazal, Rabbi Akiva is the one who makes statement after statement about the significance of home, of marriage, of a husband and wife working together and being on the same page. And so it's Rabbi Akiva who says, Ezu washer, who is a wealthy man? What defines wealth? If someone has a wife who is a woman of good deeds, a woman who is a good person, that is a wealthy man. He's the one who tells us this. And of course, Rabbi Akiva, after all the years where Rachel stood by him, when he comes back and he speaks to the community and he speaks to his Talmidim, he tells them, who is the one who makes us who we are? I've accomplished and you've accomplished. But who accomplished this for us? Who brought us here? She did, my wife. Shaliva Shalachem. What I've accomplished, what you've accomplished. Shalah. It's all because of her. Rabbi Akiva tells us that it's the home that matters. That's where efforts should go. And so come, let's go back to our core discussion. Let's go back to the starting point. Yes, Sukkot is different. Pesach sanctifies time, special block of time. Shvua sanctifies time, special block of time. Sukkot sanctifies space. Is it just the little hut that we live in? Is it just the clouds that surrounded us when we travel through the desert? That's not so relevant now. Rabbi Akiva says, don't focus only on that, and don't fo- focus primarily on that. Focus on homes. Let's go back to the desert and let's look at the huts. What do we celebrate? It's a celebration of home. It's a celebration of relationships. It's a celebration of being a husband and being a wife and being committed and being there for one another and building something together, something that can last forevermore, that can create payers that will last forevermore and beyond. This sukkah, let's take that message to heart. Let's create not just Kedushas Hazman, a holy Sukkot, we should do that too, the other should be special, but a Kedushas Hamakom in our homes. Let's take Rabbi Akiva's message into our home. And if we do that, and we create a Kedushas Hamakom that really is transcendental, that takes us wonderful places, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will respond by giving us another Kedushas Hamakom. Not just a Kedushas Hamakom of a home, but the Gedush Zamakim of Aves Migdash, one that will last forevermore, with the bracha for a good yantif, a good kebenched yar, a gitten kvittel, and only good things.